Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome to our latest podcast episode. I thank you all for tuning in to US Virtual REI, podcast channel for real estate enthusiasts, newbies, investors, and wholesalers. This is the new approach to real estate investing. I'm your host, Justin Sale. So uh, don't you switch your channels, sit tight, and let's all hop into it. Peace. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, a good friend of mine, and a, a co-workmate as well, uh, Mr. John Feldman. What's up, John? How you doing? Hey, Justin. How's it going? <laughs> Too good, brother. We just spoke like a few hours ago at work. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I appreciate the time. I know it's, um, it's a little late. Um, it's not going to be that long. Um, it's just... I, I, um, I kind of wanted to share to everybody that my experience with uh, the foreclosure side of the industry versus the wholesaling side is uh, it's a whole lot different, you know. Um, I was out there with the wholesalers and, and um, there were a few um, not-to-dos and, you know, the do's and don'ts and I kind of like wanted to share the same uh, wisdom to our newbies out there uh, and it's, it's some sort of guidance as well um, to their entire real estate journey. So to, to, for, to start off, you know, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, and what you do in the business and how you got started? Okay. Yeah, so I got into this business probably around 2015. It was just about kind of uh, huh. an accident, an accident in meeting somebody that I never thought I would meet, and it was an actual uh, real estate investor. Uh, when I was working at my previous job, he um, saw some potential in me uh-huh. and kind of like took me under his wing. Um, more or less, was a wholesaler, but also did you know some flips and stuff, so a little bit more. Than that but he took me under his wing and he kind of taught uh-huh. me taught me the business as, as it was and um you know i, I kind of bought into his program unfortunately but fortunately it worked out um oh. because every deal that i kind of did with him we would split the profits 50 50. um so buying in it stinks to buy in on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but at least you're able to at least i was able to recoup my money back to say the least um, but I learned a lot. I learned a lot through that. So um, it was a it was an interesting time. But uh, you know, from there, you know, I, I stayed with him for a little bit, and then I ventured mm-hmm. off um, into bigger territories because it was very. I don't want to say he was beginner, um, but uh-huh. he was, uh, you know, he's very limited on the type of real estate transactions that are that are out there and that you could do yeah very limited on those opportunities and i mm-hmm. went out and you know I, I found you know current investor i'm, I'm with and uh wow. awesome you know it's been been a uh it's been a cycle since so roller coaster know, ride can't, huh? can't complain roller coaster <laughs> ride but a lot of a lot a lot of things i've learned along the way that kind of took me into mm-hmm. much bigger levels in terms of uh 
what mm. what real estate investment really is. So so, so before we we met at you know our current um, endeavor um, in North Miami, you were you were you first started off with a wholesaler, actually. Wow. Correct. All right, got gotcha. you. Thank you for sharing. Wholesaler that also was an investor too. Investor. You know that also we you know we would sometimes purchase properties to go and renovate and flip but mm -hmm. primarily the focus was you know we buy properties we could do it in a way where mm -hmm. we could put the money in but they had a buyer's list of over 50,000 people so everything that they got was somebody paid crazy money that, that was so like some then, sort of a apprenticeship huh apprentice <laughs> in a way in a way but back then uh -huh. you know the the spreads were were pretty were pretty large uh -huh. uh, believe it or not you know on average we'd be wholesaling deals at about 50 50 to seventy five thousand. um and i would split that in half with them and i had i didn't have to put wow. up any money i didn't have to take any risk at all that, that, bro that's uh, i'm telling you that's too much meat <laughs> <laughs> That's how it was back then, you know. It's not the same anymore. But well, what can you do? Times well, have changed. Thank you. Um, well, you, so that was back in 2015. Just right about what my question, next question was going to be about. You know, when did you realize you wanted to do real estate? So that was when you were with that guy, and and you decided to continue without, you know, um, with with a greener pasture. Is that is that is that it? It wasn't so much greener pastures is I had a craving to learn more and mm -hmm. I knew that there was more more out there that that I just didn't know enough about um, mm -hmm. and it just so happened I walked in, into and another investor that I'm still really working with um, where again the, the level completely changed uh, what, what, I, what my mind, my, what what my mind was open to is just uh -huh. um, experiences that you just you, you gotta you, you gotta have someone that has it to teach you. Um, and I was lucky enough to you know to find uh -huh. that currently where where I'm working with. Um, yeah, so far, so, um, so far, so far you so good, so far so good. Exactly. All right, next 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 thing is um apart from. And this is this is where it gets interesting because uh, uh, apart from the basic wholesaling or uh, basic flips or they you know, most people call it wholesaling 101 you know um like the like the mentorships that are po programs that are offered out there uh, are you able to share some of your experience when it comes to you know, niches in the industry other markets that you you tapped yourself into perhaps you know you want to you want to share some tips or you know to our newbies out there how and, and how how does it work how does how does those market work and whatnot <laughs> okay so you, you we're basically talking about like someone going in and, and let's say buying a wholesaling course like, apart deal, from or? buying cheap and then reselling for profit you know the basic stuff like, oh okay. what's so just basically what's the best route to go um, yep so in my experience, I recommend to just, in the beginning, to focus really on residential and mm -hmm. focus on one zip code. Do not go further than that. Really get to know the area that you're zip in. Code. It could be the, 
Correct. Correct. Be, you know, just pick a zip code and, mm -hmm. you know, try to canvas that area. You know, it could be, it could be your backyard. It could mm -hmm. be, you know, a, a city or, or area that you really like and you think there's a lot of potential. Um, mm -hmm. Whatever it may be, start small mm -hmm. because when you, when you try to venture out too far, things get a little bit complicated. Um, and you know, the way that you want to do is you want to just be the master of the market, understand it inside and out. You know, if, okay. if you're going to try, correct. If you're going to try to do a market that maybe you've never been to, or you have no idea, it's not always the smartest idea because you're, you're an outsider and you don't mm -hmm. really know the areas well enough to understand values or, or understand what really goes on there um, mm -hmm. but if it's like your backyard or areas you're very familiar with you already know um, and that's kind of how I started you know I, I picked you know a zip code and once I kind of mastered that zip code I would kind of expand out um, you know going from local to a little bit a little bit more far are you, out, are you, but, uh, you know you got are you telling are you telling us you you kind of you did the the very very basic boots on the ground thing you did that long ago yourself long long ago i was knocking on doors i was knocking door on to doors because nobody else yes okay. nobody else was doing it uh -huh. nobody else was doing it and i had a lot of success uh in, in doing it i would send sometimes some letters mm -hmm. um you know i've had success would you would you with, still recommend with... doing that uh today absolutely absolutely and to be honest with you, a good recommendation when you're doing letters is to not have any business information on it. You know, make it no look like no business information. Can you tell us make why? It look, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly why. Mm -hmm. You do it in a way. You know, I think people get too concerned. Let's make it look professional. Let's make it look legit. But at the end of the day, if it looks like business or a bill or whatever it may be likely somebody is going to just rip it up and throw it out and never look at it um <clears throat> what i've done is i would just take literally blank envelopes and here's a key difference sometimes i would even use different colored envelopes red green whatever it may be um different color inks i would try all different ways and i found that that got the best response uh when it came to people wow. opening and giving me a call back why because it looked like you know looked like a birthday card or it looked like somebody was trying to reach they couldn't decipher Personal. what it was and they didn't it's just human curiosity to open something that you don't know what it was that doesn't look like a bill you know like who's going to yeah. send me something in a red envelope or who's going to send me something in a blue envelope with green ink you know it looks like someone yeah personal maybe there's maybe there's some good information in there whatever it may be but it got people to open it and it got people to call me because of it uh so the, the key, curiosity part of human of a human nature correct wow. so i think people go a little too professional uh -huh. and wonder why their 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 rates are, are low when people try to call them back you know if you keep it very basic that's, that's really nice. I haven't really thought about it. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, let us do work. Reverse ecology. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat>
thank you, bro. We got like uh, a, a couple more questions, and um, uh, and then we're good. So, uh, so, so number four, like to you, what's um? So we talked about regular flips, uh, buying buying cheap lowball, you know, the usual regular wholesaling. Um, to you, what's the best type of lead you think is is the best, you know, the best out there that you should chase you know, as a newbie? Um, well, as a newbie, and 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 for you yourself, uh, in in your own experience um, from the last five six years, thinking, um, would you um, would you recommend that to our newbies uh, in today's market, and and why? So for leads, for types of properties, in the beginning, I would really focus on on residential properties. Um, residential properties you know that aren't too complicated uh to, mm -hmm. to deal with um because you're still learning and there's still a lot to learn about legalities and properties or issues with properties that you're just unaware of um so you know trying to get you know right now obviously we're in a we're in a very tough market when it comes to uh supply there, there's very little supply in yeah, and, and probably most markets probably most markets are that way and mm -hmm. there's i mean i'm just speaking for florida but there is more demand than there is supply for homes which is causing housing housing shortages here so yeah. you, need, New to, York, you yeah. need to always New York, yeah. you need to always focus your attention to what mm -hmm. what is a need and how can i meet it um and the best way to do that is say, okay well, well you know what people are looking for homes but there's no homes out there um that people are mm -hmm. buying because either sellers don't want to sell because it's where are they going to go when they sell because things mm -hmm. sell so quickly or what are they going to get for the same price you know it's just right. they're going to get far less so it's that that's not helping the shortage um <clears throat> but again you know here it's that it makes a big issue uh, uh, where where many many people are paying over asking so if you could find yourself a property in a very let's say hot metro area it's likely gonna get sold one way or the other um but in your is, opinion you know you gotta is, look is for florida right now is florida a selling market uh, a, a, a seller a seller's market or a buyer's market uh, what do you think right right now Florida is 3,000% a seller's market. Basically, it's a pay me what mm -hmm. pay me whatever price it is, and then some, um, just to get yeah. it. You know, we we have properties. Okay. You know, I'm I'm in I'm based out of the Miami market, but I do the whole state of Florida, mm -hmm. and I can tell you the Miami market. Things do not sell at asking; they all sell above asking, even for properties that need a ton of work. Um, that's just how hot our markets are. There, there's been some mm -hmm. properties that have sold 50, 60, 70,000 over asking. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just that's the competition it is down here. Um, so when you when you're looking at those markets, say, wow, you know, there's there's a lot of demand. There's a lot of business. There's a lot of companies moving its way, moving its headquarters down mm -hmm. in certain areas let's start to look and see if we could buy or we could we could try to pick up some you know single family homes or, or any type of homes for mm -hmm. people because it's a huge need right now 
though. You gotta you gotta see what the market demands are, um, and the best way to know right. is, is really you gotta know your own market. Um, you gotta start there, and you know follow where wherever the trends you see. You know. Well, you heard it, you heard it, guys. So uh, local first, know your market before you go out there and uh, <laughs> be like Captain America. <laughs> but uh, yeah, supply versus demands is that's. You know, it all goes. It all goes down to to the to the vintage and classic way. No matter how complex it gets, but um, as as you know, to to get to the uh, last part of the interview, uh, thank you, John, again for uh, making this podcast episode uh, possible. All right, so um, so yeah, what sort of advice or words of wisdom um, can you leave us and you know give? Give to those aspiring newbies out there who are trying to get into the business. Uh, do's and don'ts, errors, mistakes, mistakes that you. Um, it's up to you if you want to share, it, but like you know, mistakes. Uh, uh, depends on what type of error, human error, or it's uncontrollable, or based on your experience, that you think you should. Uh, those newbies should be really be very careful. Comes their time, and so that you know, it's. They say always better to learn from other people's mistake than you experiencing that same type of mistake. You know what I mean? So, what's your words of wisdom? So, in, on, on that mistake part, you know, just the, it's just it's gonna happen. You know, no matter no matter what you do, you're gonna make mm -hmm. mistakes. You might watch other people make mistakes, um, but the biggest thing is you have to learn from those mistakes. You can't repeat those mistakes. Um, and you need to really, you know, watch out for some of those mistakes if you can, if you could avoid them in any way. And that just comes mm -hmm. with experience and that comes from really learning. Mm -hmm. um, you need to, you know, some, some mistakes could cost you a ton of money. Um, it could cost you legal battles. Um, you just gotta, mm -hmm. you guys gotta learn everything that you possibly can. Um, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing personally i see that it's a detriment to, to most wholesalers and let, let's just go back to really like wholesalers uh -huh. so yes and that that market for wholesalers is very saturated there are a lot of there are a lot of them out there um but not very many actually know what they're doing um mm -hmm. that is an opportunity right. for a newbie because even though it's flooded, even though it's super saturated, if you could find a way to learn and do more than they can, you're gonna bump yourself to the top of the list. Um, numbers game. To do, to be, it's a, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a numbers game, um, but it's how you outshine your competition is what's gonna lead you to deal after deal after deal. Um, and it all comes with with credibility. Um, you know, I see a lot of wholesalers, they make some calls mm -hmm. and they do, let's say very terrible scripts. And you know, scripts. Justin, I've, I've, I've been with you on on this one <laughs> with, with some scripts. Uh -huh. um, right, right. You know, many wholesaler scripts, they just kind of copy and paste from yeah, what another wholesaler too, does. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, the more you know about a property going into the calls or speaking to, the, to an owner or whatever it may be 
the better, the higher chance of opportunity to win over that owner to get that deal is much higher than most wholesalers that don't know uh, uh, anything about those properties that they're calling about. So knowing specifics when you're on the phone or when you're in person speaking to them, asking specific questions that most wholesalers or even some real estate investors are not um, asking is, Mm -hmm. it, it builds your credibility with that owner that okay this guy kind of knows what he's talking about you know he sees this so you recommend asking uh we're talking about the price right when you offer everybody has the wrong idea like they just jump right into the 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 lines then and then you know what i mean do you yeah you recommend yeah and and it's a wholesaler thing um you know i see a lot of wholesalers that you need to understand how offers work and again, you, okay. you're not the end buyer, but you, you need to think in the shoes of the end buyer. Um, and that end buyer is more or less going to be the investor you sell it to. Um, but you need to be in their shoes and understand that there's so much more cost that you just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you realize, you know, I think everybody kind of gets excited that, yeah, I got somebody, they want to sign a deal, they signed a contract, great. But so many make the mistake by not really running the numbers um, and not really understanding how to run the numbers. Um, and that just comes with inexperience by not being a, a, a real estate investor. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a real estate investor, you know those costs. You, you know how quickly things can add up. You know the price of things. Um, Makes sense. Wholesalers just, they don't know that because they, they lack the experience. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, I see a lot out there, you know, they try to do like a rule of thumb, you know, try to try to offer, you know, 60% uh, of yeah. the values that you 60, see. 60, 80, and then so, you know, minus, minus, plus, minus. <laughs> it's, and, uh, <laughs> yep. I'll exactly. Feel and then it's my, and it's, it's, it becomes an issue because one, when you follow that rule, imagine that owner that you're speaking to, you know, they may not know exactly how much their property is worth and maybe you could have gotten it for even cheaper mm-hmm. meaning you put it you gave a 60 percent offer but they might have they might have taken 30 you know they might have taken 30 percent uh, of the value and they, you just left you just left and money you just on missed the table. it wow <laughs> um and you just missed an opportunity um but that's one part of the that's one part of the problem um it, it's they they i think you just get too excited that you know you get mm-hmm. you get a a contract signed and you try to go and move it and realize yeah that's true why most wholesalers fail because they didn't buy it right and let me tell you something what does okay. investors do you don't make mm-hmm. money when you sell you make money when you buy it's how you buy mm-hmm. determines your profit true investing true investing true investing yep so I got, I got one more. Um, I'm sorry. This is like a more of like a surprise question for you, bro. Um, no, that's hard. Because um, this is very common. I just, I just this, I just got it in top of my head. Like I, I always talk to wholesaler newbies. You know, they work in nine to five shifts, single moms. <laughs> you know, um, they're from other industries, and 
they all of them they see real estate as a great opportunity window or a door to to financial freedom right um so if if i'm somebody say for example if i got a a twenty thousand dollar uh savings and i want to get into real estate mm-hmm. like um what do you what do you recommend like how would you what what would you tell me and how would you like me or how would you want me to spend the money uh and invest or how should i say it do you get what i mean so 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 the very smart way or the smart mm-hmm. smartest way to to spend the money and um you know what do you think what do yeah, you what's your no, what's your opinion no, no. i i Okay, so you know, twenty twenty thousand. It's not. It's obviously not a whole lot of capital, but it's better than nothing. Um, it's you know, the the goal is to try to build that capital up a little bit more. You know, when you know, try to get it to fifty thousand or a hundred thousand, and then you're kind of now you, now you're talking. You know, now you're talking. Now I have some money. Um, uh-huh. Real estate is by far one of the best investments you'll ever make. And it's tried and true, and it will never be any different from what I'm just saying to you. That is Real true. estate will always be the best investment you could possibly put your money to. Uh, but I think the biggest pitfall is I think a lot of wholesalers really want to be investors, but uh-huh. they lack the either they lack the confidence to be able to kind of cross, you know, cross over that line in the sand and. Um, or mm-hmm. they have the misconception is you have to have money to invest and that's not always true um 99.9 of all investors we all use really? loans because we leverage um wow. we we leverage our properties because if you tie up all your money into one property now you don't have any money and the only way to get it out is to sell it or down the road do a cash out refi and get some of it out um, but you try to put down as little as possible and and mm-hmm. this is where the term let's say OPM comes in other people's money that other mm-hmm. people's money is loan you know it, it's if i had a hundred thousand dollars and i wanted to buy a, a condo unit for let's say a hundred thousand dollars i could go and buy it all cash And let's say I wanted to keep that as a rental. Um, people say, "Oh, it's a good." You start cash flowing. The problem with that, when you put all your money into, let's say, one product, and you're keeping it, let's say, as a rental, um, you are basically not making any profit until you paid yourself back. But not only paid yourself back, but paid yourself mm-hmm. back with interest uh, because of you need you need to fight inflation, which is pretty high right now. Um, so usually when you do yeah. that, you put your money in. You should be paying your, yourself back as if, if if you're you uh-huh. gave yourself a loan. Um, and I like to do it in a way where I'm paying myself back at eight to ten percent interest. Um, and the way that you could kind of maximize that instead of plunking your money onto let's say that hundred thousand dollar condo unit uh-huh. um, would be to grab a loan and take a let's say 20% down and what what would be 20% that's probably what 20,000 20 uh, on on 100k 100 yeah 20 20 right? yeah. so 20 so 20,000 on that 
and now all of a sudden you're keeping that as a rental and you're paying yourself back so much quicker, meaning your return is far higher than what it would be if you just left your money in the mm -hmm. property. Um, as long as it makes sense with the loan, as long as it makes sense with your money, the moment you pull out mm -hmm. all your money, it is cash flowing to you at a hundred percent, whatever, whatever your net is, that's mm -hmm. all profit to you. Um, so you could pull it out far quicker, but not just that, the leverage allows you to say, I'm going to take another 20 grand and buy another hundred thousand dollar condo. Right. And I'm going to keep repeating that process. Um, and before you know it, that, that hundred grand that you might've plunked into just one unit could have bought you potentially five and all of a sudden now you're making all this cash flow coming back to you even quicker and that helps you raise more and more capital um but you know we we use we you're use talking about rentals right leverage. rental properties if you're doing rent if you're doing rentals but it also works it also works for flips um you know not everybody also has flips, all the cash okay. to drop to to drop down on a flip um, but there's many, mm, you know, mm. we, we all take hard money and hard money is going to vary, um, yeah. what it's going to cost you. But in some cases you might get a hundred percent financing where you don't have to pull any money out of your pocket because there's many lenders that will pay a hundred percent of your renovations and maybe even give you up to, let's say 90% of the, of the ARV or whatever. Mm. Um, it just really it just really depends you know but it allows you to buy those type of properties um yeah. when you thought that i needed all that cash to actually go and buy that that first flip whatever it may be um so it's a no no that's that's so just to that? be clear uh, uh i just, just want to make it clear you're telling us that um if you have boatload of savings or cash do not put it into just one property or one investment uh property right don't be afraid to use debt is what i'm is what i really mean oh you okay debt, so you could... debt will maximize what you could do with the money that you have mm -hmm. use debt Re to make money other people's money correct right i appreciate it bro that was very very informational and educational so um so just for the information everybody uh, uh my my friend here john feldman is actually a licensed realtor and so apart from listing properties um on mls uh you, you yeah right bro you're you're licensed correct you're still active on, on listings yes. and, and such yes i right. i am active i i am active licensed in the state of florida um of florida. i could pretty much sell anything anywhere all county 67 counties in the state of florida you heard it guys <laughs> so um yeah as i was saying um apart from mls listings um anybody that has any um real estate related issues on properties um i'm talking about foreclosure cases or foreclosure problems um you're facing or whatever um you're pretty much the guy that you now that I can run to, say for example, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. If it, if you got complicated issues with the property, whether it's a home, we love complicated, yourself, <laughs> or whether 
whether it's a deal that that you know one one of these wholesalers have um mm -hmm. the the more complicated that it is the more i like it um mm -hmm. but i'm you know i'm happy to take take a look at you know properties deals whatever it may be and you know let you know my honest opinion on it awesome awesome there you go so uh i think that that wraps it up um thank you so much again for uh, visiting our podcast show or podcast channel uh, and I, i'll i'll do my due diligence to spread the word and um because I, I i like just, just so just so everybody knows i i run this um this little group on facebook where you know uh, i i teach not really teach but uh you know i'm, I'm a little i'm like a consultant type of person where if somebody asks and i know what i'll just give it out um without a charge or without without you know charging anything just this some sort of my way of giving back to the to the industry you know it's a passion and that's a wrap thank you guys for staying in tune and listening to that podcast episode of us virtual rei it's your host once again justin sale and don't forget to click the notification bell icon and or follow our official podcast channel here uh please support our facebook page as well just type in www.facebook.com forward slash usvrei the new approach to real estate investing again it's justin sale all the way from southeast asia guys i hope to see you in our next upcoming episodes